up, Lincoln? Come on, it's 6 o'clock. Rise and shine, rise and shine. It's time for Early Break with Sip and Jake. Brought to you by Gaina Trucking. Live from the Koppel Chevrolet GMC Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America. Here's 93.7 at tickets, Jake Sorensen. Did seem kind of meh. And Steve Sipple. Surprisingly good. This is Early Break with Sip and Jake. Sponsored by Gaina Trucking. Welcome back in. Hour number two, early break on the ticket, 93.7, theticketfm.com. Nick Sainert, Steve Sipple with you still. There's been a lot. Still, there's been a lot of yes, reaction. We're, we're still alive. There's yes. been a lot of a lot of questions on Twitter about whether or not Jake's coming back. He is. Don't worry. You only have two more days of me. Well, I, I'm from this time, on yeah, this time, put it that way. That sound had a negative tone. That did. I didn't mean it that way. Jake is just taking a little vacation. That's. Pr- I mean, a, a pretty lengthy vacation. A week. True. He was gone. Fr- wasn't he gone Friday? On Friday. Yeah. So Friday to a following Monday. That's longer, good. longer vacation than I've ever had. Is it? I think so. You know, I've said, I said, I know I repeat myself to some of our listeners, they get tired of this. You know, back in the day, before pre-internet? Pre, Pre-internet. I can't even imagine what the world was like. Well, I'll tell you one part of the, what the world was like. <laughs> I was a Nebraska football beat writer in the 90s. Okay. You know what happened in the summer with no internet? What? Five-week vacations. Five week. Holy cow. The sports editor would send me and say, take all your vacation. And then sometimes I'd come back and say, you know, you're working, but don't work. You don't have to do too yeah. much. It was it was incredible. Yeah, there was a summer. Five week vacations. There was, a, there was one summer where I took all five consecutive. I took five weeks of vacation. Milkman says it was glorious pre-internet. It was. I feel like that would be safe. I, I don't like social media, but like I'm, I'm a part of it. I, I wish I could delete social media, but I can't. It's interesting to hear you say that because Parker Gabriel is, you know, he's, I don't know how old he is. I think he might be 30. Yeah. Parker Gabriel, the former Lincoln Journal star, Husker football beat writer. He consistently would say, I wish it would all go away. I it's too. always interesting to hear young people say that. Yeah. Why it, do you say that? It's it's just it, it's exhausting. You, like you go on Twitter now. I mean, like Twitter's my number one thing that I I pay attention to. But I I, I just you go on Twitter and it's. I don't want to sound like I'm I'm trying to be like what, good. But like you you always hear about negative things that are going on. Like it swears you out. Doesn't yeah, it? it's just exhausting. It is. It's exhausting. And, and now, like especially in the sports world, now this is no no knock on on any fan base. Not even it's because it doesn't just apply to Nebraska fans. But you go on like recruits post p- pictures of of whatever, and hundreds and hundreds of comments about go big red, go big red, gig them, f- go Vols, and it's just like what does it do? Like I understand school spirit, but then you get you get fans getting in fights with other fans, and that you have like just a lot of arguments on Twitter that just don't mean anything. Well, and there's gotta I, be I understand a lot of that people. I understand there's pride, and I understand there's being a fan, but there's you know. gonna be a lot of people who who will say this, Nick. Don't read it. That is a good point. Just don't look at it. It's hard to miss it. Yeah, see, we're in the media, so there's a we're there's a certain obligation we have. To always be sort of engaged, right? Yeah. And I battle that a lot. 
I resist it sometimes. I'm just like, no, I'm out tonight. Yeah. And somebody will send me something and say, didn't you see this? I said, and I'll have to say no because I'm not watching Twitter tonight. I was going to say, I'm not so reading I, Twitter. I, I've gotten to the point where when I go on vacation, I delete Twitter. But see, that's been a problem the, la- the last two times I've gone on vacation. You need to delete it. I, I delete Twitter. I delete the app. Really? I do. Because I, I get the no- I get notifications throughout the entire day. And because, not only from the ticket, but also just from my personal one, I, I get notifications throughout the day. And I, I delete Twitter and I delete um, Instagram every time I go on vacation. Because it, it's exhausting. It's like, it, it just need a mental break. Thank you. And you that's that's how you get the the best mental break is by just and Scott says yeah you can just turn off notifications but when you're at work you kind of need you kind you need to know 21 year old Nick Sainer this is interesting it is it is interesting you're not the only one and yeah no I mean Randy says touche boys um social media is toxic says Alexander the great think about being a 16 year old in this world. Yeah. And the pressure and anxiety attached to being a teenager that is that, you know, you're trying to get a certain amount of likes, a certain amount of followers yeah. to keep up. I've heard baseball players. I heard a baseball player the other day on the radio saying, oh, it sucks in, in, in that world because, you know, when I when I, when I was growing up, you didn't know if a opposing player was going to a camp in Florida. He just went to the camp in Florida and you wouldn't know it. That's but true. now, now with social media, you know what everybody's doing. Yeah. So you see it. That raises You see what I'm saying? Oh yeah, I know. That it's... raises anxiety. You know what everybody's yeah. doing and you feel like you should be doing that. And if you're not, you're falling you, behind. Yeah. You feel like you're 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 failing. Right. You feel like you you're feel insufficient. Yep. I agree. It and and I think it's particularly poignant for teens yeah i mean i as a 55 year old can say screw it i don't care i i don't i don't give a damn what exactly. that guy's doing but it's harder for a younger person to do that yeah well so like I, I i mentioned this earlier um the last two times i've been on vacation i two times ago bill moose was announced that he was no longer the athletic director yeah the day i got on vacation yeah then just this last week or this last vacation just this year um Got to got on the water on the, my boat on the boat, and I read about Jimbo Fisher and Nick Saban. Yeah, and it's interesting. And you stuff. feel left out. I feel left out. Be, and I, I like that. How sad is that? A little sad. It is very sad that I have to admit that. I feel. Well, I don't feel. I don't. This is not negative towards you. I'm no. no I'm exactly. saying that's I'm the world, saying though. it's more sad because the world has become that exactly. way. Exactly. Now, now, granted, I'm lucky enough to where I get to get behind a microphone and talk about it and talk about my opinions every day when things like that happens. So on the days where where Bill Moose was was announced that he is no longer the athletic director or Jimbo and Nick Saban are going back and forth, I felt like, man, I really wish I could get behind the microphone right now and talk about my, talk about how I feel about this. But instead, I'm on a boat. Right. Which I which the the, the thing I wish I could say is. Screw that. I'm on a boat. Right. Well, I, you can you say can. that. You can. You can. But there, there's always that thought in your back of your mind like, man, I'm totally out agree. A bit. I, yeah, I feel that pull a lot. In fact, I fantasize sometimes about a world where I don't have to deal yeah. with it. Where I'm I agree. just, where I am driving a truck and I don't even know the, who Nebraska's playing this week. Yeah. That, 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 you don't and know don't, all the ins and outs. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, I don't have to keep up with this player who's getting ready to leave. And so I got him on notification. I'm just waiting, yep. you know. 
Yeah, I mean that's that that that, that world would hold some appeal. Now, now with that in mind, and w- with all that being said, I, I don't, I don't, I, I am extremely lucky, extremely lucky. Like, Thank I, you for I would, saying that. I would not change this for the world because extremely lucky. Okay, extremely lucky. Gus wants to add something before we get into the schedule discussion. What's up, Gus? I have a funny Nick. How do you say your last name? Sainert. Sainert social media story. Um, okay. Uh oh. <laughs> Okay, uh, Gus, Gus, producer Gus. Yes, wow. second semester of my freshman year, which was this last year, uh, Nick came oh, in to talk right. to like a group of like uh, sports media students in yep. like the Able Hall conference room, mm-hmm. and uh, in the middle of his talk, and while other people are talking, he has an Apple Watch on. About every two minutes, it's just a ding, and he's looking down like, oh, one second, guys. One second, guys, and he was just Twitter. like getting random like sports notifications it was, on it his was, Apple Watch. It's during Nebraska football season. You know how that is, Sip. Yeah. It, every there's always something going on, or always something that you're Absolutely. thinking about, yep. and, and it's attentive. And you never know when you want to be engaged. Yeah, you never know That's when good. actual something is going, like something big is going to happen. Yeah, I hope you don't lose that. So yeah, it's it's. Interesting. Thank you for that. that vignette. Is, I forgot about that. I forgot about talking to you. That's guys. about all that. I have about that. Thank That's you for funny. that vignette. That yeah. it, put, it went perfectly with the discussion. All right, I, let's I, get into. I the forgot schedule. that I went and talked to them. Let's get okay. into the schedule. It's, we're, we're losing time. Seven yeah. seventeen. We have probably 10, thirteen minutes to go. Yeah. Yikes. Okay. So, I, I was talking to Sip last night or yesterday about kind of the importance that Nebraska needs to start off fast this season, right? If you look at Nebraska's schedule, one of the main talking points this going into this season is that the schedule's favorable, more favorable than it has maybe been in recent years. I'll use the word manageable. Manageable. Okay, that would yeah. work as well. Yeah. You don't have to. You you you, you uh, avoid Ohio State and Michigan. The two best teams probably two of the best three teams out of the Big Ten East however you want to draw it up where Michigan State's at in that in that category as well but you you sit there and you go all right Nebraska has a, a relatively favorable manageable we'll use that word manageable non-conference in North Dakota and Georgia Southern you look at Oklahoma and you say man Nebraska it's at home this year it's manageable you feel like you have an opportunity to win that's a manageable situation I agree I agree so you look at it in the grand scheme of things in a prove it year for Scott Frost and company a new quarterback and you it's hard not to get excited you look in the first six games right I think that's a good good sample size and Nebraska's probably going to be favored in five of their first six games and the one game that they might not be favored and currently aren't in the early spreads is Oklahoma. I, if I if I remember correctly, the one that they're not favored in yeah, is, are the Oklahoma sure Sooners sure against the, the against yeah. the Oklahoma Sooners. Right. So now there's obviously the the underlying part that Nebraska has been favored in a lot of games and ended up losing those games because they haven't been able to take care of business. Right. But with the idea in mind that they take care of business in all the games that they're favored in five of their first six, they start off five and one. And in their first three games against Northwestern, North Dakota, and Georgia Southern, you start off three and zero going into that Oklahoma game, which is something that Scott Frost has never done. Okay, there's there's something that I have to add right now. Frost has been very consistent in this message. Excuse we, me, you do play Michigan. I, I made a mistake. You play Michigan. Yeah, you do play Michigan at the, on the road at the Big House. Frost has been very consistent in saying. This program needs momentum. Mm-hmm. We gotta, we gotta get on a run. And what happens if we get on a run? Then what happens? We don't know the answer to that. He, he wants to know yeah. the answer to that. It was part of the reason why that whole Oklahoma fiasco happened, where he probably, you know, he didn't really want to do that. Yeah, because his rationale was 
we got to I want I want to get I want to get some wind under this program's wings and see what happens if we take off. Okay? Mm-hmm. So what happens if if they go five what happens if they beat Oklahoma? I mean, we're, well, let's let's Nebraska be, fans just are dying to find out, right? Let's, let's be honest. You, you could you could argue that it would be unprecedented times in Nebraska football in the last five years if Nebraska starts four and zero. Well, if they start because yeah, if they because start three and zero, three and zero, can you imagine how big that Oklahoma game will be? Especially massive. if Oklahoma's undefeated yeah. as well. Oh, it'll be a massive day, absolutely, and it'll be. It'll be there'll be a lot of trepidation because it'll be like, wait a second, does Nebraska have something going here? Finally, finally. Mm-hmm. Now, there's something else I want to add to this. What if they do get off to a strong start? And then you got to start thinking about the, the finish, particularly yeah, exactly. November. Right. And you know, if you look at it now, now you you can dispute this if you'd like. Oh, I will, but. Well, you know, I don't know if you will. No, I'm just messing. Scott's teams haven't been that bad in November. It hasn't been a colossal. I, I mean, let's just do this. 2018 was that? That was the Michigan State game. The nine to six win would have been in November, I believe. Yeah, I'll, I'll just I'll, I'll run through it. Okay, November 2018, you lost at Ohio State to start the month in 2018, but it's 36, 36 to 31. 31. Yeah, yep, five points. Beat Illinois. 54 to 35 beat Michigan State 9 to 6 lost by 3 points at Iowa. Mm-hmm. Pretty good November, right? Not bad. I mean you wouldn't look at that and go, "Oh my god. Nebraska r- really struggling." 2019. Now 2019 not terrible. You lose a game at Purdue which you should have won 31-27. You lose it 37 37- 31-27. Play Wisconsin close in Lincoln. Lose 37-21. to 21. One of the that, be- that game was a lot closer than the score. One of the better performances of the yes. season. Yep. You go out to Maryland on a cold, rainy day That's right. um, in College Park and win 54-7. to seven. And then you come home and lose a three-point decision to Iowa. Yep. That was a last-second kick, right? La- or, uh, final seconds? Yeah, that would have been the, the blowing kisses one. Yeah. Right. So that that's not a bad November, right? Uh. I, I don't is know. that a bad I, November? I, I don't know how much stock you take into the Maryland. I mean, obviously hindsight's twenty twenty. I remember. Stock into that. I remember go, thinking back. I mean, think about the, this is kind of uh, di- actually no. Go, go ahead and continue. Go for, ahead and continue. For, forget two thousand twenty because it wasn't. I don't even look, that season was. There was no. They were playing in December at the end, so mm-hmm. there's no November. Two thousand twenty one last season. Now they were zero and three in November. Yeah, but the games obviously the one score. Oh yeah, Ohio yeah Ohio State. You lose that game twenty six to seventeen. You have a, a a chance in the final moments to win at Wisconsin, come up short, yeah, and we throw, all know throw, what happens. Throw an interception. We all know what happens against Iowa. Scott's teams have not been that bad in November. Now you got to reverse. You got to win those close games, right? Mm-hmm. But yeah. So what I'm suggesting is if you do get off to a strong start. There's evidence that you can finish strong. Well, I, it has. They haven't fallen there, apart. They haven't. They haven't fell apart. They haven't. It's a much different team though this year. Yeah, I know it is. It's, it's a much different team. There's a lot of new bodies. But we think it could be better. We we do. But I think I, I 
do we know that Nebraska, that the staff knows how to, at Nebraska, mm-hmm. right? Because you can say all you want about the UCF. I have a Know how to what? Know how, how to, to respond to success. That's oh, a great question. It's a great question. Obviously, Nick. obviously, it worked at UCF, but this that would that we're, we're five years removed. No, it's a great question. Right, five now. years removed. How would Nebraska handle it? I don't know. That's a good. How question. How does Scott Frost handle it at right. a place like Nebraska? I think that's a, a that's a very valid question. And then the other part of this discussion that people are probably pounding their dashboards as they drive to work, saying there's a factor that you guys haven't thrown out that you have to. Why is it important to get off to a good start? Because you don't know if they stumble out of the gate mm-hmm. with all these new players, what's chemistry going to be like? Yeah, what's it going to be like with all with that injection of you know fifteen players from the portal, three junior college players, including several of those guys who will be prominent in the mix? What would chemistry be like if they stumble out of the gate, as opposed to as opposed to coming out strong good feeling in the locker room Mm -hmm. what's that i mean how would that be i mean it feels like that's a a more important conversation with that number of newcomers than it ordinarily would be you wonder about your locker room if they stumble out of the gate i I agree i'm wondering i mean i I remember and this is why this this topic is so hairy to get into in my opinion because i remember going back to last year and, and i was i was filling in for some of the afternoon shows at the time and things like that. And I remember actually saying and going through the schedule as we're in a similar point close to the season starting now and saying, all right, Illinois, first-year head coach, you feel good about that. Oh, yeah. You feel good about Nebraska against Fordham because that's going to be an easy win. You feel good about Buffalo. Buffalo could be a trap game, but you still feel like Nebraska has the upper hand. hand. Then it was you go on the road to Oklahoma, you're 3-1. and once again, we're having the same conversation. I know it's hairy. It's it's so hairy because it's hairy. I, I I sit here and I go. Nebraska's in it feels it feels like Nebraska's in so much better of a position this season and going into this season than they were in 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 twenty twenty one. I think I think that's an accurate but, statement. But as people have pointed out on the text line, the common denominator is still the coach, the head coach, the head coach, right, and. As people also have pointed out through not even just early break, we've gotten a text a couple times already, but through other shows when we when we dived into dove into this topic on previous days, it's this is the third offensive coordinator in five years, and when you when you put that number and actually think about that, mm-hmm. that's not that's not that's not good. It's not that's not you're, like you can't <laughs> no, you can't you can't be happy now. Granted, Mark Whipple I don't know. might Can, work out. Hold on though. Couldn't you look at it like this is the second offensive coordinator? I, I look at it more like this because Frost was the offensive coordinator. When when Troy Walt with Troy Walters? Yes. Okay. Yes. Just like I looked at it like Bo Pelini was the defensive coordinator. It wasn't John Papuchis. Okay. Okay. It wasn't yeah. it wasn't Carl Pelini. It was Bo Pelini. He was the defensive coordinator mm-hmm. when he was the head coach. If there was an issue on defense, I would always laugh when people say you got to start thinking about fire John Papuchas. Yep. Fire John Papuchas. Bo runs a defense. Papuchas then went to North Carolina. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, sorry. Wherever he went, but I, but you see what I'm saying? Yeah. I look at it like they've had this is their second offensive coordinator. Okay, so okay, so maybe that that we can't. Do you use think that Troy Walters then. was running the offense? No, absolutely. Do we know Matt Lubick was running? No, the offense? hell no. Okay. They weren't. 
I mean, I no. think Lubick was a little more involved. I think so too. Yeah, I but, think so too. But it was it's Frost offense, just like it was Bo's defense. Mm-hmm. So, second offensive coordinator. So I mean, it's it's a similar conversation here. But I mean, you said to say sitting here and going, yeah, you look at the schedule and it's manageable, right? That's the word I we use. We do this. We do. The big takeaway for me is, you gotta listen to yourself here, Nick. You obviously don't think this is a program that's really struggling badly. If from every off season, we don't feel like they're struggling badly. Every that's been the that's been the problem. That's been the issue is that they have off season success. Ah, uh, but. You, you clearly, not, maybe, not, maybe not to the extent if, that they've had this year. If we're sitting here right now saying they got a chance to beat Oklahoma, we must not think that program's in miserable shape. Well, I think it's part partially that, and I think that people think. See, I actually think Oklahoma is going to be a lot tougher than people are are believing right now, because I I am a big believer in you Dylan like Gabriel. I like I like Gabriel. And do you like Venables? I, I like the hire. I like I think I do too. May, maybe not for the Big Twelve, but I like the hire for the SEC. I think I think Venables was an SEC hire. I like the defensive oriented coach. I do too. I do too. Because they they understand that they needed to make a change, and then they go out and get a, an offense coordinator in Levy from Ole Miss, mm-hmm. who will be able to have full control of that offense, and they'll be able to trust him. Mm-hmm. It's the same conversation but, we're but, having with Nebraska. They're going to fully trust Levy the same way that Nebraska's fully trusting Mark Whipple. But I don't hear you saying Oklahoma's going to come in here and rattle Nebraska's teeth. I think it's going to be a close game. That's what, then you must think Nebraska's pretty good. I think I think Nebraska sh- should be pretty good, and I think that Oklahoma's also going to be pretty good. Now, am I am I going to be surprised if Nebraska goes out and loses that game? Probably not. Would you be surprised if they lose in a blowout? If yes. Oklahoma, see, it's interesting. I find that Oklahoma Nebraska discussion with fans to be very interesting because I hardly I I hear. Virtually nobody say I'm concerned about Oklahoma coming in here and running away with it. Like Nebraska rattled Oklahoma's teeth when John Blake was their was the head coach at Oklahoma. Yeah. It hasn't shifted that way. Mm. Now, if we if we we can't on one hand say I think it's gonna be a close game against Oklahoma and I wouldn't be surprised if Nebraska's win. We can't say that on one hand and say, Man, Frost is doing a terrible job. No, well well so if if that's the case, I mean, if Nebraska, let's say Nebraska's three and one, and loses by one, gosh, God forbid, one score against Oklahoma, okay, you're still going to be able yeah, to say damn score, Nebraska. Yeah, you're still going to be able to say and and fall back on well, Nebraska started three and zero and they beat the teams that they were supposed to beat, right? Right. Oh, I understand. That's that's this discussion. Is Nebraska's going to be favored in five of their first six games outside of that Oklahoma game? And if Nebraska, now I, I think a big part of it, and I had this discussion yesterday with Nathan. Is how it looks. Yeah, well, it's always big. It's it's huge on how it looks, and that's what makes it this whole conversation so difficult. When you're talking about the grand scheme in Nebraska football and Scott Frost, is because a lot of it's subjective. How do you feel about it? Absolutely. Yeah. And now, with that in Absolutely. mind, now with that in mind, there are things you can point to: turnovers. Yeah, yeah. Fum- I mean, fumbles, interceptions, or penalties, penalties. Just just special straight, teams. Just what, straight what, discipline. Yeah. What are those things going to look like? And, and, and what are they going to look like this absolutely. year? Absolutely. And the tough part of that is, like I said, it's a lot of it's subjective. Um, I mean, gee whiz, you, you, you go down the Adrian Martinez discussion, and it's the most subjective conversation you'll ever have in your life from from a fan base's point of view, because there, one side is is Adrian wasn't the problem, and the other side is Adrian oh, is the only problem. He was extremely polarizing. He's a exactly. fascinating character to me, Adrian, because he's extremely polarizing. Dis. 
I guess, in spite of the fact he doesn't have that sort of personality. He's not a polarizing personality. He's not like Draymond Green. Draymond Green's yeah. polarizing because he's because of his personality, right? Yeah. He's sort of abrasive, sort of obnoxious. Would you ever describe Adrian Martinez as abrasive and obnoxious, Nick? No. Nothing. But not he was very close. polarizing. He's fascinating to me that way beca- because he's a polarizing figure for reasons that you typically don't associate with polarizing figures. Yeah. Right? It was mostly just based on whether he should be playing and why is he not good in the clutch. Um, and it was just the same thing over and over and over. Right. It, was the, it was the same problem repeating well, that's, itself yeah, that's, every single right, day. That conversation's gone. Yeah. So that uh, is probably helpful. You know what? You know what? Probably helpful for both parties. Absolutely. And it's, and it's, it's what's best for both parties. Now, with that in mind... It's hard for me, and Nebraska fans might not like this. Um, there's a part of me that would love to see Adrian Martinez get an opportunity in Mark Whipple's offense with the personnel around him. Okay, I would too. I, I totally I just, understand where you're coming now, from. But on now, that. with that, that being ship said, has sailed. Nick. It's sailed, and it's okay that it's sailed because we don't have time. Scott Frost does not have time to experiment with that. No. And, and and so I think, it, like you said, ship has sailed, and it's and it's best for both parties. Here's here's the other thing you have to add to this conversation. We're doing this thing. We're very casual about something that we shouldn't be, and that is, you know, North Dakota is still a team that could come in and probably, I mean, ruin everything. Man, certainly I Georgia. Just, certainly Georgia Southern uh, is that. Th- like, think about it, Sip. Though, if if that happens, if that unthinkable happens. Think Illinois it's not last year. It's not okay. So okay, it's college so football now. It, it is college football. It's I'm not talking. This is not a Nebraska discussion as much as it's just a college football discussion. It is. It is. But okay. So let's think about that. Talent spread out. The 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 collab- like, Think Illinois times ten last year. Illinois on steroids. The reaction after the game it was awful. That is what North Dakota would be or Georgia Southern. Horrifying. Illinois on steroids. Illinois reaction on steroids. I don't even know. I don't know if I'd say that. Illinois was pretty bad. It was bad. That was a bad situation. But let's say let's say you go out and, and go against Northwestern and you beat them like you're supposed to, and then you follow that up with a North Dakota I loss. I get it, but but would you be all that surprised if you lost in North Dakota and came back and beat Oklahoma? That's college football. I mean, I man, I, hey. I see like I I don't, I don't know if an Oklahoma win e- like equals out a North Dakota loss. Right. Because there's been, I'd have to man, contemplate that. That's, I am just that's asking a lot. I just think in this world, we, we always talk about how how talent's been spread out, even now down to the FCS. And so I don't take those games for granted, and yeah. I don't know how, as a Nebraska fan, you can do that at the, with with the way the program has gone in the last several years. Not even not even just during the Frost era. Yeah, just the way things have gone since the early 2000s. How could you look at North Dakota and Georgia Southern and mark those off casually as wins? How could you do that? I don't know. So I don't want to do that. I want to, I, I think we should all respect those programs, understand yeah. they could come in and mess everything up. Look at McNeese state back in uh, 2014. Oh, yeah. yeah. You don't have Amir Abdullah. No, you don't win that game. Yeah. That's... You just simply don't win that game. Right? Oh, yeah. Remember the end of that game? Oh, I do. Remember how scary that afternoon was? I, I remember. I was down in Kansas City in Bass Pro Shops watching uh, watching the the 
Nebraska McNeese State game and thinking, thinking there is no way that Nebraska is losing to McNeese State or is tied right now. It's one of those games where you're thinking, okay, Nebraska, this is where they pull away. Oh, yep. No, I guess, I guess they didn't. Never did. Uh, this is where they pull away. Uh, no, McNeese State's here for good. Yeah. And then and then Amir broke I don't know how many tackles on a run and and rescued everything. Yeah, it was a, it was a great play. All right, let's go and get to break. We'll uh, continue this conversation on the other side. We want to hear your thoughts. 402-464-5685. We'll be right back on Early Break on the Ticket. In our Future of Cloud survey, Deloitte discovered two approaches to innovation. Those who look at the new technologies and changes swirling around them and wonder what's possible. And those who use cloud to engineer their possible. Generating new revenue, advancing processes, and sparking cultures of innovation. Learn more about what separates these cloud innovators. Download Closing the Cloud Strategy, Technology, and Innovation Gap at Deloitte.com slash US slash cloud survey. 